I V M. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Simplified, the weekly podcast to help you appear smarter than you actually are to an audience that knows no different. Unless they start listening as well. <laughs> so it would actually defeat our USP if we were to become a really, really popular podcast. Yeah, actually, it's such a dilemma, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> Narain, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I missed it. For those of you who missed the last episode, firstly, shame on you. You might have noticed that my venerable compadre, the Mughal of Malahad, the man who puts the ever and shine in ever shine <laughs> Nagar, Narendra Shanoi, was missing from action. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I was away in the UAE. That lovely annex uh, of Kerala, uh, you know, one Arabian Sea away, <laughs> tending to some factory work. But I've been in touch with our producers to make sure that uh, young Chuck doesn't stage a coup here. <laughs> <laughs> Any dictatorial tendencies that I had was stymied by the fact that I've had a pretty mad week myself, Narin. In any case, our able producer Siddhant, I say hi, Sid. Hi. <laughs> Ably held the fort while you were away. What's up in the UA of E, Narin? What technological marvel has a dangerous combination of brains and money that we call Dubai <laughs> done this time? Uh, well, uh, among other things that I saw was uh, uh, an office that has been completely 3D printed. I've been I've years. been hearing about this absolutely yeah. crazy. You actually managed to see it. I did actually. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, you know it's staggering to see. I mean, it looks like. Just another, just another office. Yeah, just another, it, it's it's uh, it's sort of uh, it's different. It's yeah. it's one of those architectural masterpiece looking yeah. kind of things. But yeah, it's it's pretty big. Yeah. yeah, it's not something you would associate with 3D printing, which is usually teeny little thing. Teeny little, yeah, yeah, yeah. laboratory project. Yeah. So how how big is this thing actually? It's some 20 feet by 120 feet by 40 feet. Wow. Yeah. So it's, much, it's really really yeah, big. Yeah, much yeah. much uh, wider uh, much big wider than a honourable yeah. prime minister chest. Yeah. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know the the whole thing apparently was done by a big robo arm, and yeah. the labor cost was basically roughly the cost of one person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't the entire Mallu workforce kick, kick up a fuss? <laughs> well, one person to monitor the printer, and uh, seven others to install the building components, plus ten electricians. Oh, okay. Specialists. So, so it's, yeah. they were a decent amount of people. It's not like just one person running the entire About show. About 97% would have been Mallu being the <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this used about 50% of the labor cost compared to regular buildings. Hmm. And uh, it just took 17 days to print. 17? Uh, yeah, 17. one seven. Uh, so, it's a proper office. So, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of, uh, it's very, very early days. But yeah, you know, that's the way the world's moving. Yeah. Yeah, so it probably takes that much more time to move paperwork in India for. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> You're telling no, no, me. No, no, no. We should do a separate. <laughs> save the stories. There's a separate episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm posting with that. Pure, 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 this. Yeah, yeah. Narain versus the bureaucracy. We are going to do a special five-hour episode. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what were we saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, 17 but, days, 17 yeah, days to print. So, you know, uh, uh, we were talking about an uh, artificial intelligence episode uh, yeah. uh, a little while ago, a few yeah. episodes back, yeah. in which we were wondering if all this, uh, uh, you know, churning that is happening in, in the technological field mm. isn't going to put a lot of people out of work. Yeah. It's going to dramatically reorganize the way the economy yeah, runs because yeah, yeah. the primary thing in the economy is labor and uh, it everything depends on how labor is 
you know yeah. factored into the yeah. economy but yeah. so i'm an interesting thing about this 3d printing building so while uh many people who would have spent labor uh, who would have spent time doing labor on this uh were put out of jobs in that sense uh but i'm guessing this also created new jobs in the sense people to actually build the 3d pre 3d printer people to man it and yeah. things like that people to architect uh, you know uh, 3d architects specific for 3d printing and stuff like that so if you remember the three that episode on artificial intelligence actually we said yeah but uh, old jobs will get replaced but new jobs yeah. it's like in, jobs are evolving it's sort of morphs in ways yeah. which is beyond uh, uh, anybody's control so that's the scary part yeah. you know we all wish like you wake up wake up at 7 in the morning we're in office at 9 and yeah, everything yeah, and yeah. suddenly you're not wanted anymore so yeah. and there's nothing anyone can do about it yeah, so oh, yeah or suddenly yeah. the office that you're going to is 3d printed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're going to take a small break now yeah we'll yeah. 3d print a loo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back very shortly and we're going to come back with a massive topic yes from the west stay tuned We hope you enjoyed that ad. We are back, and we are going to talk about something interesting happening in the West. Narin, increasingly, you must have noticed a bit of turbulence happening in Europe. Of yes, uh, my son keeps asking me to watch it. Wow. The Euro 2016. Oh, damn! Fine. Sorry, I just thought very highly of your son for a minute there. Uh, <laughs> that too, uh, but a bigger issue is at hand, Narin. Apart from 22 men in shorts running around trying to get at a football, we of course talk about the Brexit. Oh, uh, England leaving the European Union, isn't it? Yep, I think it might be worth a while to have a look at that. So, what is the Brexit? Okay, or to give it its full Christian name, <clears throat> the withdrawal of the United Kingdom from the European Union. This sounds a bit like coitus interruptus, <laughs> <laughs> which it might just well be. Yeah. But straight off the bat, what what is the UK and what is the European Union? Yeah, countless amount of confusion have arisen, especially in drunken bar conversations. Uh, so let's clarify: there are five countries that are involved. As it were over here, there's mm-hmm. uh, Northern Ireland, there's Southern Ireland, there's Wales, there's England and Scotland, right? Um, England, Scotland, and Wales are one big ass island by itself, which sort of looks like a platypus taking a shit, and <laughs> Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland together look like that pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, so, so <laughs> sorry about that. Mm. Uh, five countries: uh, Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we call Britain is just England and Wales. Great Britain mm-hmm. is England, Wales, and Scotland. Mm-hmm. That first island, the mm-hmm. platypus. The UK is these three islands: England, Wales, and Scotland, plus Northern Ireland. So basically, mm-hmm. the top part of the third. <laughs> and <clears throat> the British Isles are all five countries: Engl- uh, the platypus and the dump. Plus smaller crown dependencies like the Isle of Man. So there are actually hundreds of little islands over there. So all of them together constitute what are the British Isles. Uh, so yeah. the chaps who are part of the Brexit now is the UK. Yeah, the UK. So mm-hmm. meaning just England, Wales, 
Scotland and Northern Ireland. Yeah. David Cameron, again to be clear, is the Prime Minister of not England but the UK. So, well, the United Kingdom. Yeah, of the United, United Kingdom. United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern, United, Ireland. Uh, Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot of confusion. It's. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I remember we once did a project for uh, Visit Britain, and we were very confused ourselves. What is Britain actually? So, uh, Britain <laughs> technically means England, Wales, and Scotland. Uh, England and Wales only, as per this. Uh, sorry, uh, as per yeah. this definition. But then they said no. It's actually uh, the the campaign. Uh, the campaign tagline was. Uh, Visit Great Britain, which is okay, England, Wales, and Scotland. But he said, no, no, but Northern Ireland is also part of it. Just make up your damn minds already. <laughs> what do you want us to promote? <laughs> and the Queen? Ah, the Queen is actually the Queen of many things, actually. Uh, the UK, Canada, oh. Australia, New Zealand. And yet nobody knows actually what she does. <laughs> the Queen Narin is the Sahara Corporation of state heads. Nobody knows what it's there for or what it actually does. You see a lot of it on air. It's always on the news. But in terms of actual function or economic value, nobody knows. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> the, con- the countries constituting the UK. So we have, we have, pissed, the yeah, yeah. We have, so we have pissed off India's Prime Minister as well as <laughs> the, the, the state head of UK Canada. Australia and New Zealand. So we'll have to go to Sweden for asylum. Did you see her uh, recently? I don't know what it was. Uh, there was this uh, uh, these videos of uh, the Queen out in the palace waving at people. Yeah, yeah. Resplendent in that Vastu color green. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. But I hear yeah, the Queen's. I hear the Queen's actually a pretty uh, chilled, uh, chilled yeah. out lady. Actually, yeah. so apparently there was. I heard a story of. Uh, uh, a woman who did not know what the queen looked like and just wandered into the lawns of Buckingham Palace or whatever and uh, just generally uh, and she actually confronted the queen she didn't know that she was the queen and said uh, hey ha- have you met the queen and the queen said I haven't <laughs> and she pointed to the bodyguard but she but he has <laughs> she's kind of cool yeah. yeah I've heard also I've heard a little digression here so I was yeah. just reading this very very touching article in the New Yorker about what they're doing, what the what the Assad uh, government yeah. in Syria is doing mm-hmm. to the doctors there. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're killing all medical professionals. Oh, okay. Because they don't want doctors to help rebels who are wounded. Something Whoa. like that. So just they just catch doctors and kill them. That's and so okay. you know uh, there's this uh, British doctor named David Knotts who is part of the effort. So what they do is. He's also there for some part of time, and they so there are doctors who have to attend to emergency. They don't know, hmm. like you might have been, you might be a pediatrician, and you have someone with his throat ripped off, and you have to save the man's life. Hmm. How do you do it? So they reach out to uh, doctors in the UK, other doctors who give hmm. instructions over, uh, you know, over social media messaging, YouTube, whatever, yeah, and teach them how to do it. Well. And uh, David Knotts has done a lot. He's gone. He's risked his life. And and after a couple of years of his doing that, he got the order of the British Empire. Okay. And he's seen a lot of really terrible things. So when you when you get that, you get uh, you know that was that's awarded by the Queen. So the Queen was briefed about his work. So she asked him how how were things there and how and he had prepared. He knew it would be asked. So he put put a brave. You know, he had decided to put a brave front and tell that. But something happened and he just broke down and started crying. Mm. So the queen, unflappable as ever, called for her dogs, corgis. And they sat and petted the corgis oh. for 10 minutes. It's beautiful, very touching. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, where were we? Yeah. After making fun of <laughs> yeah. okay, countries uh, constituting uh, the UK, UK. Yeah. and hence, hence the, the Brexit. Brexit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, a Brexit from the EU that uh, from the European Union that is. So, what is the European Union? Most people just assume that it's all the countries in Europe, which is a fair assumption actually. It's not too off the mark. Mm-hmm. It's a political economic group of twenty-eight countries in Europe, and uh, I'm sure you're all uh, bursting to ask what those twenty-eight <laughs> countries are. Mostly because not too many people can name all to it. <laughs> Uh, no, all twenty-eight countries exist. So here they are in uh, alphabetical order for your uh, enjoyment: uh, Austria, Belgium, Bulgaria, Croatia, Cyprus, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Ireland, Italy, Latvia, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Malta, the Netherlands, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Sweden, and of course the United Kingdom. Right. I love it how the United Kingdom just comes last in that list. Um, no, why was the EU formed? Uh, it's a long story, really. But after uh, long story short, after World War Two, Germany and France decided enough of this nonsense. Let's still live in an age of peace, beer, and wine. <laughs> Noble indeed. Yeah, and hence their unity paved the way for many cooperations and things like that. And eventually, the countries de- and other countries decided, hey, this peace thing is actually not a bad idea. Uh, and uh, it boosted, and uh, from their point of view, it was an age of rebuilding, and commerce was becoming bigger. The age of war was over, and more people, people, countries wanted to trade with each other more often, and they realized a unified Europe is actually easier, is better for trade because movement towards through borders and stuff like that. So, Correct. hence was formed eventually the European Union. The formal name came in 1993. What's happening right now is in in UK is a referendum which which is you put out a question to the electorate. A uh, one single question. Yeah. On one which, single yeah. question. Yeah. Yes or no. Yes or like no. Like yeah. over here it is do uh, do we leave the European Union? Hmm. Uh, and the population in their infinite wisdom choose to choose either yes or no. Uh, and I'm guessing this could be absolutely any question. Like I don't know what suit. Should the prime minister wear today? I mean, I, I'm guessing this referendum question could be anything. Um, so this is not the first referendum on whether to join or leave the EU. There have been plenty actually, mm. starting with Ireland choosing whether or not to uh, whether whether to join or not back in 1972. Uh, most referendums um, referenda. That sounds referenda. like a Canada referenda. <laughs> referenda. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Most referendums end positively. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, they choose to join the EU or stay with the EU. But Norway has rejected it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last country to referendum yes is Croatia back in 2012 when they joined. Switzerland is not in that list. Yeah, yeah, Switzerland is an interesting case actually. The Swiss consider themselves very neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, pH equal to seven <laughs> level neutral, and they don't want to be a part of the EU. And they have the reasons. So apparently, for them, the pros are uh, uh, out. Uh, the pros outweigh. the cons mm-hmm. uh, of joining the of not joining the eu rather mm-hmm. however it is part of what is called the schengen area a group of 26 countries uh, different from the 28 countries that we spoke about earlier with open borders so technically a swiss national can go and work anywhere in these uh, in these areas and travel for foreigners is damn easy Uh, by the way, do you know why it's called Schengen? I'm sure you heard I've, the term Schengen yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea. I I can't even think of a poor joke to make. 
nothing rhymes with senjen <laughs> but 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 there is a hindi movie song senjen sapatan so that's at least there so you boy, might, i'm guessing you're not a senjen guessing not yeah. i know that they use play bollywood music now to get rid of isis <laughs> but no that's not the story so schengen is actually yeah. a small uh, wine making village uh, near luxembourg or rather in luxembourg mm-hmm. and is actually the point where uh, germany france and luxembourg meet oh wow yeah so it was in this little place that the this agreement was signed for the first time i have no idea why they chose this place probably because it was the common point of germany and france but okay cool so luxembourg also happened to be there so they signed it over here and that area became known as the schengen Uh, that that's it, why it's called a schengen yeah, visa yeah so yeah, it, yeah so mm-hmm. in fact most of these treaties and things like that are named after the place where mm. it was uh, like the britain woods yeah, thing uh, for the imf yeah. yeah or even just the yeah britain woods mm-hmm. uh, there's the kyoto protocol mm-hmm. um, this lot named simla accord yeah yeah mm-hmm. so uh, similarly we have the schengen uh, schengen area schengen visa whatever uh, schengen agreement actually which led yeah. to the schengen visa and schengen area so now we have clarified what the uk is and what the eu is mm. the uk has been a member for a while now and now a few people who stay in uk want out but but before that uh what's the eurozone <laughs> to complicate things even further the eurozone is a group within the european union that have accepted the euro as a as a currency which is it's a sole legal tender uh this consists of a few countries which we will not get into uh including france and germany so for them the euro is the sole currency now sole legal tender so what is europe can i ask yeah. <laughs> let's get into uh, i think we should get into that later all we need to know is there's a lot, lot more countries and islands including parts of russia and turkey okay i yeah, think we I, should I take think, a break yeah, now we definitely and, need a break uh, yeah and uh, stay with us and learn everything about uh, brexit there is no uh, or as much as we know <laughs> as we know yeah. <laughs> see you right around yeah All right, so we're back. Welcome back, uh, and it's simplified here. And we are today talking about Brexit. The Brexit, yes, the word on everyone's lips, the sexy acronym Brexit. Brexit. So, oh, the, baby, no, 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 no. <laughs> never do that again, Narain. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Uh, so the thing, Narain, is that there are arguments on both sides of the table. Do we leave the EU? Do we uh, stay with the EU? There are many groups urging people to vote for both. Okay, so there are like uh, you have political campaigns. There are many independent groups. Uh, supported some supported by MPs, some supported by general people, but uh, the, uh, you know either urging people to stay in the Euro, uh, stay in Europe or leave Europe. Uh, going through the websites actually makes for very very interesting reading, and I'm going to start with the pro leaving EU, which is the <laughs> pro Brexit. camp yeah. right uh, they say that uh, we can save and when i say we i mean <laughs> the uk yeah. can save 350 million pounds a week which uh, they apparently uh, send to uh, which they apparently send to the uh, european union wow that's a lot yeah, yeah. yeah. the uk and the, the crux of their campaign says that uh, the uk can save 350 million pounds a week week which translates to one nhs hospital every week 8000 mm. new cops a week housing mm. etc etc mm. uh, they also say we'll be in control of the borders a lot more and i quote from one of their websites 
in a world with so many new threats it's safer to control our own borders and decide for ourselves who can come into this country and not be overruled by eu judges hmm, hmm i wonder who they mean narin <laughs> not not very subtle not subtle at all mm-hmm. uh, and there's more apparently being in the european union stops uk from signing their own trade deal so they can't go off and like do random shit like signing their own deals with even their allies like australia new zealand mm-hmm. uh, india china and stuff like that and lastly they can't even make their own laws mm-hmm. all these things are governed by the european union hence i think it's clear as uh, to why it can be a bit of a bother for some people who believe in all things britain and things they like really that. have their nuts tied up you know i, I wonder if yeah. the ua has a eu has a say in who their football team members can be yeah. <laughs> the mm-hmm. website <laughs> so the website where i read all this uh, ends with what sounds like a very bad at bob dylan lyric we love europe the problem is the eu <laughs> now this 350 million uh, campaign itself this whole you know we send 350 million we can save and we can buy so many things with that is being criticized quite a bit actually the money actually doesn't leave the uk it's actually overstated and it doesn't take into account a rebate that's been negotiated by Ma- margaret thatcher a few decades back mm-hmm. and most importantly it discounts the spending that the eu does on the uk itself mm-hmm. that's convenient yeah it's mm. quite in, uh, it's quite uh, ungrateful of them actually yeah uh, the other side the uh, the the camp that's telling people to stay in uh, in europe mm-hmm. it's called uh, britain stronger in europe <laughs> that's a mild hound thing <laughs> but but britain or the uk now uh okay <laughs> let's let's not start that again okay sorry carry on yeah, but yeah. but but why this whole anger against europe in many ways is the same thing uh, as trump uh, people want change yeah, yeah i mean i think they just fed up with this whole i think uh, they think that politics hasn't changed for so long the same type of people coming promising not delivering they just want something radical and that's really one of the reasons why uh, blue collared white people in the us are voting for trump correct they just want some sort of change like uh, there's no change uh, bush comes uh, clinton comes uh, uh obama comes no, no change ever happens so, so a very wants, non-specific melees rather than an yeah, very yeah. specific yeah uh, i don't think thing, there's anything yeah. specific uh, about yeah, this yeah. is anti-establishment uh, so yeah. you know we don't trust authority that whole sort of thing and this whole thing actually can uh, has started getting very very ugly actually the whole brexit thing mm-hmm. in fact there are people who are campaigning for people to actually mark so the ballot papers have to be uh, checked uh, mm-hmm. so remain or leave whatever and one of the two boxes needs to be checked and these campaigners are saying uh, you spend instead of pencil for voting because they will be tampered with later by either camp so it's it's actually getting pretty Dirty, ugly yeah ugly yes, yeah yeah A lot uglier than uh, things uh you know you uk was uh, you know that's not yeah, quite cricket got told shot, chap and mp got uh, shot dead uh, yeah that was ghastly that, that was that yeah. was horrible yeah. over whether to leave europe or not yeah, yeah. that was that was ghastly and she was a you know mother of a little child yeah. and it was it was horrible yeah it was, yeah anyway is not something you associate Brit- british people with no british way. people yeah. with absolutely mm-hmm. anyway the mm-hmm. other side of the coin mm-hmm. uh, their campaign is called remain mm-hmm. and uh, i remember some uh, i remember listening about listening to this in some podcast they said yeah the 
it sounds a lot less sexy than Brexit. You know, <laughs> the Brexit guys have got it because they've got a nice sexy acronym. Remain, and I love the argument one of these guys made. He says, "Remain is a state of inactivity. It's an it's actually almost like a negative term. <laughs> you know, uh, firstly, it's not catchy. It's not catchy like Brexit. It's not a sexy term like yeah. Brexit. Uh, remain." Makes it sound like okay. I'm just sitting here doing nothing. On the other hand, if they do something like stay, which mm-hmm. has a little more positive connotation to it and a little more action-oriented, yes, I have taken this decision to stay. You know that that sounds more positive than remain. But semantics aside, they have a lot of arguments actually. Uh, more jobs and opportunities, which being one of the biggest ones. It's easier to travel and work in other countries. There will be lower prices for food, healthcare, holiday, duty free, and guess what? Even roaming on your phone. uh economically uh, ni- they say 9 out of 10 economists say uk would be absolutely doomed if they left the eu Indeed. yeah, yeah. And apparently, sixty-six million pounds every day comes in as part as investments from other countries. Wow, that that nicely counters the three fifty million or whatever they were. Yeah, you know, they're yeah, talking yeah. about yeah, spending. Yeah, exactly. So sixty-six million a day, assuming weekends are off, that's three thirty million a week hmm. in already. Hmm. Uh, EU membership has also apparently increased wages, have positively affected workers' rights, and leaving it apparently will decimate the. famed national health service uh, plus of course general instability and things like that the pound will fall significantly every day in the papers i, I mean very clear how is it going to decimate the nhs i, I just don't understand that uh, i read it earlier yeah. as well but i mean there are a bunch of indian doctors <laughs> malu nurses then there's no i mean poles or they're not do czechoslovakia uh, yeah maybe perhaps there are mm-hmm. migrant workers who knows mm-hmm. uh, many of these claims actually are uh, they just stated mm-hmm. out there without actual without any actual explanation Correct, yeah. for them uh, so uh, one thing that will definitely get uh, get uh, uh, hit is the economy the because of the general yeah, instability that's, that's, uh, stock, easy to so, understand so yeah. stock markets are going to, the stocks markets are going to go all over the place banking stocks and multinationals in particular will be hardest hit mm. hardest hit and apparently here's a big big stat 57% of britain's trade comes from the european union so Phew, we can expect that, that that's a lot yeah, yeah that's a lot so yeah. valid arguments on both sides right so it would seem so and uh, interestingly or maybe not so surprisingly the young is a young people that want to say want to stay whereas the brexit itself is supported by disproportionately older people wow. which mm. again is not surprising they come from a pre common europe uh, era they still believe in this whole romance of a uh independent imper- britain independent yeah. and uh, imperial britain yeah. uh, they they uh, during their lifetime some area was still yeah. annexed by britain and they still believe yeah. in the romance of that the so empire yeah, yeah the empire these yeah. days extends up to the isle of wight yeah, yeah yeah it's been a very ugly campaign as well like uh, we said so yeah uh, to the extent where one mp got shot uh, and he, uh, here's something uh, very very uh, just to show you how ugly it's been two people of the same party okay mm. uh, one for brexit the other against debating uh, the energy secretary amber rudd mm. uh, branded her conservative co- uh, colleague boris johnson the, ex- mm. the 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 former mayor of london mm. he he uh, she labeled him a liar and uh, said he is not the man you want to who you would want to drive you home 
at the end of the evening which is absolutely right do you know anything about this dude he's a, he's a fancy piece of goods this Boris Johnson I haven't, I haven't he used to he used to be a journalist and he used to just make up stories make up quotes he all kind of rubbish you know which which to be fair is a good uh, qualification for a politician in any case yeah, yeah. and then he got thrown out of journalism and he became the mayor of london so how does yeah. that work out anyway um <laughs> so it's actually very difficult to get a nuanced opinion of both yeah. so narin if i wanted a nuanced opinion of both what do i do cora i yeah, absolutely <laughs> i type in brexit cora with a fair amount of hope and yet trepidation <laughs> yeah. uh, you know that feeling when you followed a recipe only to realize that instead of black pepper you have for some unknown reason added soya sauce instead you have no idea what you're going to get at the end of it it could be spectacular genius or you could be just something that you would want to throw up that narin is the same sort of anticipation one gathers when opening a thread on cora from google so so what did that venerable site have to say a lot of good points actually uh, as cora mm. often does mm. a lot of the arguments made by pro brexit folk are very jingoistic in nature saying the experiment is failing and the, by experiment what they mean is europe the idea of europe is failing mm. uh, which is a little um, but here's the thing uh, uh, i Europe is still very much a work in progress. It's not been around for that long. Uh, criticizing the EU just after a few years of working together is like I think it's like putting a transistor next to a monitor and say, "Screw it, this computer, this whole computing thingy doesn't look like it's going to work." Yeah. Yeah. Another gent said the UK actually owes a lot to the EU, its status in the world, uh, and the fact that it's now USA's BFF, <laughs> as he put as it. As they say. Hello. Yeah. and one gent uh, put out a very very big post on what all the uk will miss out on and uh, he, and he spoke about all the things that uh, i spoke about a while back the economy and uh, lay and jobs and things like that. and he ended it narin quite poignantly with booze and fags <laughs> so his entire article was extremely nuanced his entire answer rather was very nuanced and he ends it with booze and fags because <laughs> apparently you won't be able to cross the channel english channel to saints uh, to saint uh, to saintsbury's and calais in france to stock up on cheap wine so wine is going to get that, more expensive booze and fags is something which yeah, goes yeah. straight to the simple yeah, hearts yeah, of yeah, the yeah, yeah. people of britain yeah that's yeah, true yeah. yeah so yeah. somehow i think if if that's communicated to the pro brexit folks yeah. there would be a bit of a turn around right no booze no fags yeah but uh, coming coming to where we are how does this make an iota of a difference but maybe we should take a little break a little then, break yeah. yeah a little brexit brexit okay and we are back narin before the break you asked us you yeah, asked so a question yeah how say, it, how does it make a difference to mere baap ka kya yeah exactly hmm. in short a remain would mean stability which the hmm. world generally likes yeah. narin uh, i am an adventurous chap as as you know uh, i mean i'm recording Always a podcast with you <laughs> climbing a mountain when that's all happening and that sort of thing but yeah recording yeah. the podcast yeah. is several levels <laughs> yeah. of uh, yeah so hmm. there, there are some things that should remain stable for the general well being of everyone involved like hmm. marriage tectonic tectonic plates the taste of tabasco sauce and of course the economy yes since uh, some uh, since and we know it's been long established that if a banker in wall street for some reason can't find a pair of matching stocks the indian stock markets will go into a tizzy absolutely so one can only imagine what would happen if london showed europe a big middle finger totally yeah. scary yeah mm. manufacturing companies that have a base in the uk and whose supply to europe will be jacked pretty much mm. and even it companies the top 5 indian firms that operate in the uk Airtel Airtel yeah oh. 
HCL Technologies, uh, a pharma company called Mcure, mm-hmm. Apollo Tires, and Walkhart. Mm-hmm. And uh, apart from HCL, India's other top five firms too have a presence in the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of analysts have said this will have a cascading effect. There will be pullouts that happen from smaller companies and things like that. And let's let's not even get into what that would mean in terms of currency. What that would do to the pound. It's a big and, churn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, but I'm uh, guessing that India is too important for the UK to ignore. Uh, I, you know, because we simply are uh, too big, too big, too big a market, too growing. Yeah, our economy has grown a lot, so yeah. no one can really ignore us. Yeah, and uh, you know, they, they, they would be sending their own delegates. Uh, Correct. So was in case an exit. Yeah. Happens. So yeah. UK contingent by themselves would mm-hmm. come. One of the pros coming to India, however, mm-hmm. uh, if a Brexit were to happen, Narain, interestingly, mm-hmm. is mangoes. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> yeah, because apparently there are some EU laws permi- uh, that are putting limits on. Um, I remember we spoke about mango diplomacy a few episodes back. Yeah. Overall, Naren, I think there's much to be gained with a unified Europe. A uh, lot of the harangues of the Leave campaign seem very jingoistic and uh, and slightly difficult to swallow. Like that whole 350 million thing <coughs> seems to be a little uh, over the top, especially they're dis- especially since they're discounting the benefits that are coming into uh, Europe. Uh, and also this whole thing about closed borders and things like that. I think that's very that doesn't belong in a day and age like uh, 2016. The Economist, a newspaper that I highly respect, themselves have openly said that it's anti-Brexit, and they have made their stance very, very clear. They've all they've that, said, which is unsurprising because they yeah. they are uh, very capitalistic yeah. publication. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I love this one thing I uh, read. I, I I don't know if I read read it on the Economist article or I heard it on the Economist podcast. While Britain can. Change their political stance. They can't. One thing they can't change is their geography. Hmm. The fact of the matter is, they will still need to trade with Europe. It's not like they're saying, "Okay, enough of this Europe nonsense. I'm packing my bags and going up to going uh, to another geography." Yeah. You, can't, you can't move the. There's a vacuum great yeah, ocean yeah. on the other yeah, yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the platypus can't just. <laughs> can't, the platypus can't fly. So there we go. Hmm. Uh, so which makes me wonder, uh, yeah. what what would happen if any state in India actually wanted ah. to exit? Or do you think that could happen? Uh, well. In a way, isn't that what's happening when states kind of split up? Well, yeah, actually. Except that Andhra splitting up into Telangana doesn't sound as sexy as yeah, hic- exit, exit, exit. <laughs> Gujarat splitting up would be called Kachmi if you can. <laughs> no, no, dear. <laughs> This is a train of jokes yeah. just waiting to happen. <laughs> Goa would be go away. Mm. <laughs> Actually, interestingly, Goa. <laughs> uh, so uh, Goa is interesting. It the both the for and against camp can be go and ah, uh, <laughs> which the same thing can be said of where I come from, Bahrain. <laughs> so you are either bahar or you are in so you can actually use the same name for both camps Uh, enough, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think that's that's enough. So, uh, Narin, what have we learned today about? So we have learned that uh, we are in for some interesting times. So yeah. Hopefully, by the time uh, this podcast comes out, yeah, uh, the matter would have been settled, and I'm hoping that Britain stays within the European Union. Yeah. In in my mind, the big reason is that the reasons for leaving are really ugly. Yeah. I hope it doesn't come to that. And yeah. if they're really, you know. If the 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 leaving camp thinks that it's getting away without immigrants, it has another thing coming. Yeah, absolutely. Because all the poles are going to go away, all the Indians and Bangladesh are going to come. Yeah, so yeah, it's not going to solve any problems for them. Yeah, yeah. On that on that uh, note, on that slightly geopolitical note, mm. uh, we will end this episode. 
we hope you enjoyed simplified uh, if you do please subscribe to us on any of these apps that you get and we will catch you guys next week have a great week yep see you then bye bye bye